This is the Influence Leadership Podcast, Episode 19. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Influence Leadership Podcast with Chris Fuller, where our heart is to develop leaders like you and help you increase your individual influence and your leadership skill set. I'm Brett Duncan, your host. I'm joined today by Chris Fuller. Hello, Chris. Hey, Brett. And here we are again. Yes. Absolutely. Yes. Very excited about this. Another busy day at the Influence Leadership uh, offices. <laughs> and uh, we're going to dive right in because this is a topic one. I know, not that you aren't passionate about pretty much every other episode that we've done, <laughs> but I know you're passionate about this one. And uh, I also know it is really jam-packed with a lot of info. It is. And so this is going to be part one of what will at least be a two-part series. Yeah, I don't think we could fit it into one. And if we did, people would probably be so burnt out, they might... I might tune away, so That's we can't right. have that. We got to keep that uh, keep that appropriate flow going. That's right, but it is good, and of course, in true Chris Fuller fashion, it, it is a uh, a great acronym <laughs> to help us remember. You're you're so good. It's got to be sticky, right? That's right. Yeah. That's right. So, and there's a, a little bit of a backstory behind this one. So, I know what what we're going to talk about today is really your inspired presentation that you've been doing uh, so much and not to say your presentations aren't inspired they are but we're actually talking about the acronym <laughs> acronym inspired, inspired not yes. the characteristic yes inspire okay that's all right. right but this started correct me if i'm wrong here as really focused on customer service right and it has evolved quite a bit since then it was years ago i was asked to do a keynote around customer service what do you have to around customer service and and you know i started my career um, years ago in sales and so one of the components that, uh, or premises, if you will, that mm-hmm. I focused on is anyone can sell a product, but not everyone can service to the level that I plan on servicing. And mm-hmm. so really, as I made service my value proposition, excellence in product with um, lesser service still gets uh, your competitor's chosen. Yeah. So we have to have an amazing product and great service so that we can uh, can continue the, again, for any business, it's got to be repeatable, sustainable, scalable. Mm-hmm. And so the sustainability of the organization is, are we doing it? Are we doing it in a way where our customers n- not just put up with us, but our customers love us? Mm-hmm. And so from that standpoint, I started building around this inspired model. Uh, man, we need customers to be inspired to come back. And so as we've uh, built that out, uh, the acronym in and of itself, the, the INSPIRED start, stands for intentional. That's the I-N of INSPIRED. Mm-hmm. Service-minded, passionate. And I'll, I'll unpack, you know, it's actually passionate, purposeful partnering. I just needed another oh, P in the go. midst of that. Um, and then we focused on, uh, is it integrated into the culture? Like, is everything working together or systemically, is there some sort of a failure that our processes get in the way of serving? So processes and systems are meant to support, not strangle. And is there unintentional ways we're doing business that actually cause us to fail in customer service or fail in our uh, desired outcome as opposed to we're working the right system and the process. So uh, intentional, service-minded, passionate partnership, integrated in the approach is the next one, which is a pretty big topic. Mm-hmm. But are we fully integrated? Is it cultural? Is it part of our muscle memory, genetic DNA components, and how do we get it there? 
Um, and then the R, so we've gone through inspired, I-N-S-P-I, the R is being real. Mm-hmm. And you know what? So many people um, seem to front nowadays. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's the whole fake it till you make it. Yeah. But I'm, I'm convinced that uh, there are some people that, that I've been around that they may never make it. Yeah, they're just going to be faking it. And so uh, I think that that fake it till you make it. You know, I've had leaders that pretended they were something that they're not. I've been around organizations that are pretending that they're something that they're not. They'll say customers, number one, our employees are our greatest asset. And then they're just not living it. So that real, that authentic um, piece where it's just all the way through, slice them any particular way, and they're gonna they're gonna come up the same thing. I think that real um, piece, that authentic piece, is so key. Mm-hmm. The E is executing the executables with excellence. Uh, looking forward to digging into that one. That's huge. <laughs> Breaking that one down. It's again, it's back to that elephant that we talked about last time. But there are components, there are executables that when they're done and done with excellence we will start to inspire. So if you've ever been to an amazing um, artistic performance, you know, who's the best guitarist you've ever seen, Brett? Oh, gosh. Jeff Beck was awesome. Really? Yes. So doesn't that fire you up to want to play better, play at a different level, start to practice deeper and better, really start to run? And so yeah. you may be willing to put up with the uh, just the sheer raw pain on right. the tips of your fingers to get through running the scales to be able to, why? I'm inspired to perform at a higher level, Mm -hmm. and the diligence and the dailies of the executables will get you there. And that's why I added a D onto that, is all of this is diligently developed daily. So that's the inspired model. And uh, as you... As we get into it, again, it started with that that mindset that customer service is a critical component of organizational success. That organizations are successful in this arena, do so on purpose Mm -hmm. and specifically. Mm -hmm. That the people carry this vision, carry this mission. The people interact with the customer's clients most closely. Mm -hmm. And so ultimately, we need that values alignment. We need that skill building. We need that on-purpose process, that inspiring, putting the spirit in them will light that candle and we'll be able to achieve the dream. Well, I want you to say that again because you said it while we were, were setting up for the episode, but really breaking down inspire. Say it again. Well, so in order to inspire, we, we really, the, the word inspire comes from that same root word that you put the spirit in them. Yeah. So inspire, in spirit. Yeah. And so how do we get that spirit in? Well, one of those components is you hire people with like mind, like hearts, right? Yeah. Yeah. So it's really hard to value transfer. Mm-hmm. It's easier to skill build than it is to value transfer. Yeah. And so as we're putting that inspiration, that inspire, that purpose, and that light it up, that spirit, that heart, then I think that, that the rest of it can come much easier than if we've got to try to transfer a spirit into somebody else. Right, which, and again, I know this episode isn't about hiring, but that's where a lot of people go wrong, right? Is they think, man, I am really good at putting the spirit in people. Yeah. It's like, why wouldn't you just find people with the spirit to begin <laughs> with? You know, I'm not saying you always do it, but. How many times have leaders said, man, I just don't know that my people get it. I don't know that my people have my heart. How do I get my people to be motivated? Or how do I get them to be high energy? Or how do I get them to? And I'm like, look, the best thing to do on the front end is to get people 
that are what you want before they ever walk in your door. Then they're not faking it till they make it. They're just allowing their true authentic self to come out. And when that true authentic self comes out, it's going to light everybody up. If it's manufactured and on purpose, that'll get us some places. But when it's just a part of our makeup, just a part of our DNA, if you will, Mm -hmm. then man, it's, it's so much easier in the dailies if people come in that way. Yeah. Well, let's start breaking this down, and I think it's uh, it's so pertinent to today because, not to say, good business has always been about inspiring your clients and customers, right? But I think it's more evident now if you think of the brands that so many of us love. This is what they do well, right? Um, online digital capability, social media have certainly made this more accessible and more visible, but it's still just a principle that's right. there, right? So let's break it down. And you say the first part of this is I-N. So it's the I-N together. The letter's I, the letter N. <laughs> N, and that is intentional. So break that down for us. Well, you just mentioned a great piece, Brett. Um, is your brand on accident or on purpose? Mm. Like, do you think, you know, people created, you know, Mercedes, BMW, people Mm -hmm. created Apple on accident or on purpose? Right. And so as we look at that intentionality, you know, one of the scariest concepts that I see on people's faces as I'm rolling this out is this concept. Um, They are looking at, uh, at me like I just put a bucket of cold water. And here's the statement. Your how others experience you consistently over time is your brand. Mm-hmm. How others experience you consistently over time is your brand. Mm-hmm. And so we can think, no, 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 we'll make it up. No, no, we'll, we're all right. We're okay. Mm-hmm. But if you don't look at how others are experiencing you in the dailies on purpose, if mm-hmm. you're not intentional about, uh, about these items, then any success you'll have will be on accident. And I don't know about you, but succeeding on accident scares the mess out of me mm-hmm. because how are you going to repeat the success? Right. And so on purpose, do I know the desired and do I know the existing? So those are two components. Now, if you're taking notes, just write that down. Yeah. What's the desired? Yeah. Draw a vertical line right down the page. What's the existing? Yeah. So I've got, here's what, here's what my, I want it to be. Here's what it is. And now I've got to deal with what's in between on the how do I get it from A to B. Mm-hmm. Here's where it is, here's where I want it to be, now how do I get it there? And the intentionality comes into just so many different things. Um, you know, What's the employee base I have? What's the employee base I want? Mm-hmm. Uh, what's the customer experience? You know, if Hopefully you have some level of um, how do customers rate us? Do we know whether we have raving fans or uh, do we have you know uh, critical customers mm-hmm. that would never choose us again? All of these things come into that intentionality, um, and so just step one. Yeah. Where do you want to go? Yeah. Where are you at now? Ultimately, yeah. it's the organizational GPS. Right. We know the present um, state. We know the ultimate destination, and then we can start making the moves in between. Yeah. So, are you intentional? on purpose, in the dailies, in the interactions. We talked a little bit about that last time when talking about vision and making sure people get it on a daily basis. But again, it's componentization of the vision on purpose, knowing where you want to go, knowing where you're at, and working the the difference in the two. And that's a, um, honestly, that's about a half day strategic session that we do Mm -hmm. just on mapping uh, everything from the intentionality of the of the business into again customer experience. How do they experience yeah. us now? Because you can get pretty deep on that, right? I mean, it can, you can make that as simple or as uh, uh, 
exhaustive, I guess, yes. as you are, right? Yeah. And, I mean, I, I think I know the answers to some of those questions. Yeah. But I bet if I asked someone else the answers to my questions, they would have some some different perspectives, right? Yeah, again, you know, so, I mean, it goes everywhere from we start talking about where's the first time that uh, a, a customer or client even knows you exist. Yeah. So are you doing brand preparation mm-hmm. in advance of that? Mm-hmm. Is it that uh, the first time that they type in what you do into a search engine? Yeah. Is that their first experience? So where you page rank? Mm -hmm. So being inspired immediately comes into, well, I'm inspired to choose one of the top five, one on the first page. So even SEO, SEM, Mm -hmm. as we get into that particular piece. And then again, what does our brand look like? How do they experience us? How easy is it to do business with us? All of these things come into those those, uh, components. Yeah. That's uh, one of the exercises I do with my clients. I'm a, a marketing consultant, and it's we go through, I call them touch points, right? Every right. single touch point that you have with a customer. And, of course, there's the obvious ones, <laughs> uh, this email, this customer service person. And then as you really push people, you know, it's what does the sign on the building look like? Right. What does the packing slip look like in the order that you ship out? You know, and everything that you just mentioned. So I think that's great, not only being intentional at the highest level, but then breaking down in every vertical that you possibly can, slicing and dicing, how are we intentional, or how does that intentionality show in all of these different touch points? From the point that you start attracting customers and clients right on through to fulfillment, right on past into customer service and aftercare, into creating raving fans, if you will, so that that recommendation comes full circle and they're willing to champion your business for you. And it can get overwhelming. So I would encourage people, you know, again, remember progress is the point. Progress. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Not perfection. Don't, if you think you got to do it all at a 10, you know, you won't ever do it. But just find out where you got to go. Okay. Anything worth doing is worth doing ugly, Brett. There we go. All right. Right. There's a tweetable. Put that one down. Yes. Uh, awesome. It's not going to be pretty when you start. Start yeah. anyway. Um, you're not going to have it all dialed in. Start anyway. Yeah. And again, if the heart is, you know what? Our goal is to make it right. And if we're not right, when we're not right, where we're not right, we will make it right. Mm -hmm. So again, just put the promise out there and say, we're going to do this. We're going to do this on purpose. And uh, and anything worth doing is worth doing ugly, but you don't want to leave it ugly. Right. Uh, You want to make progress towards that, towards that mark. That's great. I love that. Let's move on to the S. So we've covered I-N, intentional. Now we're at S, and that is service or support oriented, right? Yeah, Yeah, it is. So dig into that. Well, again, if customer is king, so again, it started as a customer service model. Now, it's it's evolved into inspired account management. It's evolved into inspired leadership, inspired employee engagement. Right. It's it's gone so full blown. Here's what I here's what I mean by that: service or support oriented, um, where we have an external focus. Mm-hmm. That service support goes towards a client customer. But you still have internal clients and customers. So whether we're talking about internal or external focal points, we're still talking about that one particular piece, which is we need to have an others-centric focus. Mm -hmm. And so how do others experience us? You know, I've said, uh, I said it again this way this week uh, with a client base and they're like, no, we don't want to do that. Uh, Here's what I said. I said, just go home and ask your significant other, what does life on the other side of me look and feel like? Mm. 
Yeah. <laughs> How do others experience you? How do others experience your business? Yeah. And do they feel serviced or do they feel like you take them for granted? Mm-hmm. When you're sitting there thinking about a five-star experience, and we'll go through little exercises like uh, we'll do an exercise and say the best restaurant you've ever eaten at, best dinner experience, dining experience you've ever had. You know, the vast majority of people won't talk about the food first. Mm. They'll talk about what? They'll talk about the service. Talk about the service. Yeah. Man, this was... And and if the service was bad, there's no culinary experience that can make up for poor service. Right. But if the service is amazing, you, you that will even evolve the taste of the menu mm-hmm. because people are so fired up that they'll say, you know... And then they'll even offer you maybe some slight tweaks. You know, this was... but. Um, you know, one of the statistics I've heard that's really scary is only about 5% of customers ever tell you they're dissatisfied. Yeah, exactly. Now that's scary. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Especially if you're hearing from them a lot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's funny. Yeah. So uh, in that service orientation, that others-centric, how do others experience our organization? How do others experience my leadership? Mm-hmm. How do, I mean, all of this comes into... My, my piece is I love inverting the org chart. Mm-hmm. You know, leaders take privilege, and they're on the top of the org chart. They're the top of the pyramid, top of the food chain. You know, mm-hmm. we're, we're that mountain, you know. I'm like, yeah, okay, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> because ultimately, what if the customer became that north star that we're chasing? What if raving fans, client satisfaction, what, what if that particular piece is, uh, uh, is, is on top? And then I look at, well, who all touches those customers. Yeah. And and one of the exercises I do is just go online, look at everything from Yelp to TripAdvisor to, you probably know all the sites. Mm-hmm. So if somebody was trying to figure out what their digital footprint looked like right. from a customer service orientation standpoint, you know, think about all the ways that people rate you now in social media and, and you know, all of those particular pieces. And do they talk about the amazing experience that they had with you and do we even know what that looks like, right? So the, again, intentional, we got to know what uh, gold star, right. five star looks like. Yep. Back it down into this service orientation to where customer is king, frontline touches the customer, supervisors support and resource frontline, managers support and resource supervisors that equip and empower the frontline, and then the executives set everything up architecturally from the organization to make sure systemically, intuitionally, service, I mean, all that stuff ultimately uh, is allowed. If you're so caught up in an ineffective bureaucratic system, how can you give amazing inspired service mm-hmm. when internally it is brutal to work here? Right. We need to have inspired workplaces that are free, equipped, and empowered to serve customers in an amazing way. So can we just reorient that back to, uh, when was the last time that you had something that you could rate was five-star in service? Yeah. I mean, I think in society, we, we've lost that in a number of different ways um, to where, you know, I think that if you want to be outstanding, it doesn't take a lot to be outstanding. You just got to stand out a little bit mm-hmm. um, in the midst of this service orientation. Yeah. Well, a couple things there, too, just stand out to me are, first off, customer service isn't really just a department, right? Right. I mean, that is, that is a, just what we all do, right? If you're in business, you are in business to serve a customer. Love it. So, you know, that's a big part of this. And then you mentioned, you know, different departments, their customer might not be the customer, right? So IT, 
you know, their customer might be accounting on this project. And it might be HR on this project. But, you know, to still have a customer-centric mentality, and of course, not only their internal customer, but then also how globally does that relate to the, the bigger, big mama customer, yep. right? Spot on. Yeah. You know, um, how do others experience us? How, what's the end user experience look like? And I think that that's such a key, such a key piece to this. Yeah. So that is S, service and support oriented, which is just so key. Let's move to P and inspired. And that <laughs> is, you had a lot here. I know it started with passion, but what else goes along with that? Well, ultimately it, it, it does need to be our passion. So passion Passion is, again, that spirit, that fire, that Mm -hmm. motivator. I think we just have to have that passion, that fired up to say, man, that energy, that contribution, all of that stuff. um, That's one of my top sort of values is Mm -hmm. um, right there with achievement. It's passion. Am I fired up? Am I getting it done? But am I getting it done in something that lights me up? Does serving other people light you up? Mm -hmm. And, and, And the way that that sort of builds out, it's that passion, but it's that purpose. Mm -hmm. Now, when I have a higher purpose, a higher calling, then I can have more perseverance, more passion, more energy, more focus to that. So again, the passion part is, are are they fired up? Is this part of my genetic wiring to do this? Customer service isn't what we do, it's who we are. Mm -hmm. That type of of an inspired performance comes into, you know, what do you want to be? Do you want your brand to be local community theater? Or you know, just top level New York Broadway type uh, performance. Yeah. So when we think of those that are just amazing and over the top, man, it starts to even create this this fire. You know that that just that that raging, um, passionate, purposeful aspects that says, man, we can't help but do this. We are fired up about it. But then the last P that I was adding is is. Uh, partnership, mm-hmm. and um, we have to partner with every department, with the department, or partner with every purpose. We partner even with our clients to be able to make sure that we're having this feedback loop. So, what's the listening cycle that we do with our? If we're passionate, purposeful, partnering not only internal and external clients, I think that that's such a key piece too. Why are we doing what we do? And you know, I was, I was reading a, a piece on Tom's shoes, and and what Tom's shoes really started. About about was again for every pair you buy, um, we're going to give a pair to uh, to these Argentinian children. Mm-hmm. And essentially, that story comes into I don't, know, I don't remember if we've talked about that before mm-hmm. or not. But the, for every uh, child in Argentina, if you didn't have shoes, you couldn't go to school. Right. And so again, back to that piece is we're going to and and essentially children were going to school every other day or maybe twice a week because they had to share the one pair of shoes that their family had to right. be able to. So talk about a societal impact with passion and purpose, and and then we can get into. Look, if you like our shoes, that's one thing. We're creating good shoes. They're not, mm-hmm. you know, they're not. Um, uh, they're, they're not, un, you know, they're right. not lacking quality. Right. They're good shoes. Right. And oh, by the way, if you do these and you like our style and they're good shoes, by the way, here's the secondary benefit that we're going to do as an organization with a cost. You will be raising the collective intellect, and you'll be radically changing an Argentinian child's life by doing business with us. Right. So again, that passion, that purpose, that process, that pull, all those things. We do some with manufacturing, and how excited can you get about improving a process 1%? Yeah. Um, 
For me, not so much. (laughs) (laughs) So, I mean, process can support, can help, but really it's that passion, that purpose that that will get us to that next phase. Um, A lot of people will sit there and just try to choke down the process, Mm -hmm. and I just don't think that that unleashes the human spirit, unlocks that human capacity as much as, again, passionate, purpose-filled partnership to, to serve that end client, that end user. Yeah. Well, and looking at the Tom Shoes example, too, it's really the purpose, at least originally, was getting kids to school. It wasn't making shoes. Shoes, he figured out, was, ah, they can't walk to school. Right. They can't go to school. Right. What if I made shoes for them? Right. right. And so I think that really kind of shows, you know, your passion and your product aren't necessarily always like the same thing. Now, obviously, you've got some real you know, shoe fashionistas, you know, they're involved there and <laughs> right. heck, it's become a whole style. I mean, you know, so kudos to them. But anyway, I think that's awesome. And I think it's a great example of this, uh, the P point here, which is a passionate partnership. And again, it's that why, right. why are we doing what we're doing? Mm-hmm. Why does this, and, and without this, that's impactful, why does the what have as much significance? Mm-hmm. Here's what we do, but let me give you the why behind the what. Mm-hmm. And that inspired performance. Can you move people to tears, if you will, with what you do in a good way, Mm -hmm. not in a bad way? But can you move that heart, move that mind, move that impact? And and to me, again, that's that that piece. Well, and when you're customer-focused, you also then are, you've positioned yourself to hear those ultimate stories more of what the work we do, here's what it produces, right? I mean, sometimes if you're not... In that mindset, you don't. There's a there's a huge wall between you and those stories because you just haven't positioned yourself to hear them. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Uh, let's move on. We've got uh, and we're going to tease a little on this one, right? Let's break down the the, the I in inspired, <laughs> and that is integrated, and uh, we're going to cover half of it today, and then half of it in the next episode because this is really what bridges kind of a lot of what we've already talked about into where we're going, right? So it does break this down a little bit. Well, so again, the the integrated approach is every aspect of what we do in concert. So now don't think about Jeff Beck and an inspired performance. Mm -hmm. Now let's go back into becoming that orchestra leader. And I'm not now just leading one incredible artist, uh, one incredible musician. I'm now leading a hundred incredible artisans, incredible musicians, Mm -hmm. and we have to play in concert. Yeah. So how are you in concert in that particular piece? And are we aligned? And that and that alignment does our performance integrate in such a way that it's a seamless, seamless transition, seamless handoff. Uh, we talk about baking that into the culture. So when you're talking about having that muscle memory and all of those particular pieces, mm-hmm. then again, that on purpose, intentional, service-minded, service-oriented, service that is then rolled out with this passionate, purposeful partnership, we got to make sure that all departments are talking to each other. Something as simple as that clear, concise communication, clear, delineated expectations, all of this clarity comes into how are we going to integrate from a hand-in-glove standpoint. So from the moment that marketing starts with the intentionality of our brand and then we back up into that customer interface and now it hits sales and from sales it's got to get into production or fulfillment and all the way back every aspect along the way and what i've seen is the disintegration Mm -hmm. causes organizations to disintegrate wow 
So we don't get inspired, we get exasperated. We don't get inspired, we get frustrated. And so that disintegration ultimately will disintegrate your purpose, disintegrate and start to just uh, really just start to hemorrhage the the lifeblood out of your organization. Mm -hmm. So where are we integrated fully? What does full integration look like? What are the systems that can support? And if we back up and did a little bit of root cause, what are the systems that unintentionally are creating some of the dysfunction within the organization and is the dysfunction situational or is it systemic? Yeah. Now it's kind of a deep concept, but essentially, hey, if something's not going right, is it uh, is it something? If it's a, a one-time event, if it's a one-off, you know, that's obviously just an anomaly. That's a freak thing. Mm-hmm. If it happens twice, it's suspicious. If it happens three times, it's systemic. Yeah. So at the third time something's happening within your organization that's causing customers to not be satisfied, clients to not be satisfied, we've got to back up and solve the systemic and build the system in such a way that it's so fully integrated that the natural byproduct of us doing this is an amazingly satisfied customer. Mm. So again, that integration, we've got to break down and bust down the silos in the organizations, the the. Um, the agendas, the politicalness, you know, that whole political structure right. uh, that comes into play. When we don't have that external inspired customer centric focus, then we're going to derail into our own internal fiefdoms. And essentially, we've got to externalize the dream. We've got to externalize the enemy. We've got to externalize that desired peace. And until you have that external focus, the internal focus will likely just explode the organization. Mm -hmm. Silos, fiefdoms, all the dysfunction comes into personal agendas comes into being too. We're not integrated. We are disintegrated, Mm -hmm. which ultimately is going to um, cause us to just uh, just blow apart from it. It's not inspiring. It's it really is frustrating and disheartening, if you will. Yeah. Well, and I think, too, realizing that all those things that you said sound horrible, right, that lead to disintegration. Uh, but we all know it, it exists. And I would even dare say it's human nature. Like if you don't if you aren't intentional right. about doing something in those areas, then it's going to happen. Right. You know, I mean, it's very for whatever reason, it just happens that way. So yeah. you have to make sure it doesn't happen that way. You have to change things. It, it's, it's kind of, you know, it, it's it's kind of like uh, it's kind of like dieting. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like making sure that, you, you know, if you're if you want to be the weight that you want to be. Yeah. Um, the natural inclination is to eat probably in a non-healthy way. And so your daily contributing behaviors is not usually, for most of us, isn't naturally getting you to a place of excellence. It's naturally getting you to a place of least resistance. Yeah. And that becomes deadly for organizations. Oh, that's good. You know, it's interesting, too, integrative is rolling right out of, of passion and purpose, right? Which a it lot is. of times comes, uh, especially for a young company, that can come from one person, right? That can come from a founder. Yes. And for a small uh, period of time at least everyone can kind of just draft off of their passion right and right. kind of say hey I don't exactly have it but he does or she does and so that's good but eventually 
that's not enough if you're actually running an organization, right? It has to get integrated as you have here. Absolutely. So again, the, the first piece is, is the model repeatable? So yeah. as we're getting into that and you've got a dreamer with a passion and it's a William Wallace rally cry, it's the David versus Goliath and mm-hmm. we're going to take on the world. And so there's, there's only so much of that where we, I call it being in boat thrust, mm-hmm. where any of the boaters in there, you know, when you mash the gas pedal, the nose of the boat goes straight up. Yeah. Eventually we've got a plane that nose of the boat to be able to get that traction. And so uh, that energy, that enthusiasm can get us to a place. But once we get into a place where it's going to break us as well, and we're going to need to tip it over into effective systems. And that is where the model goes from being just repeatable. It's got to be repeatable. Then it's got to be sustainable. Then it's got to be scalable. And when you're in a hyper growth mode, all this inspired has to be done at that last component for me, which is at speed. So repeatable, sustainable, scalable at speed comes into we've got to not only look at this, we've got to look at the, the points where we're likely to break down, bake in that integration and ultimately get it um, culturable to where we're on purpose. Back to the intentional from the moment I'm looking at my hiring practices to the onboarding to the systemic, to the fulfillment, all that is such a key piece to, again, to being inspired. You may not know all the things that go on into this amazing performance, but there are 500 people behind the scenes that have ushered you into the theater, that have handed you the the parking that gets you there, into the artistic performance, the people that run the house lights, the audio equipment. There's so many things behind the scenes, but to you, it's just an inspiring performance. Yeah. Well, this is powerful. And we've spent about 30 minutes talking about it, and we've probably got another 30 to go. So we're going to, to finish spelling this word, uh, inspired, in our next episode. And definitely want you to be a part of that. But as you can see, there's a lot to it. And this is uh, Chris works with many, many companies all across the nation, all across the world. And a lot of times he's breaking down these areas and, and really seeing huge breakthroughs for companies. And if that's something that you think would be a great fit for your company, Uh, We'd love for you to reach out to us. Go to influenceleadership.com. All of our contact info is there. Uh, Lots of resources, videos, things like that uh, that you can uh, take a look at and download. Um, Obviously, Chris's book, Iditarod Leadership, you can purchase it as well. And uh, again, thank you for being on the podcast, and we would love for you to rate and review the podcast. So do that if you're listening through SoundCloud, if you're listening through iTunes. We would certainly appreciate a great review uh, as well. Chris, I know we're going to roll into part two of this, but for today, final word. Final word is you can get there. You know, sometimes I'm so passionate about all of it. You know, there's so many. There's 10,000 things to chase. And and ultimately, what what I want you to take away from today is um, it's possible. Mm -hmm. You know, I just want to put a little bit of spirit in you that says it's possible. The, the, if we make the right moves, if we do the right things, um, if you have the right partnering, um, you know, that's what I love doing with my clients is just partnering with them mm-hmm. to help leaders achieve the dream. Every day, leaders come into work and say, today, can I get closer to the dream that I want to achieve? And every day, employees come in and say, will this be the day I'm allowed to contribute fully and feel like a success? So the combination of that ultimately will create this inspired organization through inspired people. And the byproduct of that will be inspired customers and clients, Brett. Excellent. Thank you all so much for joining us today on the Influence Leadership Podcast.